You're listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, Downton Abbey, written by me, Chris Hottamy. Hello, hello, cheerio. All right. All right. Today's episode is Downton Abbey, written by birthday boy Chris Hottaby. I'm a good guy now, so you know. Now we like him. Uh, Yeah, today we are doing Downton Abbey, and everyone here, uh, who here has been to a stack strip before? Uh, You're loyal, you're beautiful. All right. So, uh, you all know what it is, but to the people in the audience who don't know what it is, or to the audience listeners at home who do not know what it is, because it's a podcast on the River City Podcast Federation, uh, let us tell you what it is. Kyle, take it away, baby! All right, let me tell you what it is. So, SpecScript is a podcast in which a funny person, usually a comedian or a writer of some kind, uh, chooses a famous television show that they've never seen a single episode of, and writes an episode of whatever they think that show is like. And then we bring together a cast of hilarious people mm-hmm. and read it live on stage Woo! for you. Yeah, the pre-show that we just had with stand-up comedy and the best professional wrestling in all of Portland uh, is, uh, is a treat only for you live flesh-and-blood human beings. Uh, so uh, to the f- audience listeners at home who want to see all this fun and understand why I'm always short of breath when uh, we start this damn always. thing. Or why all- sometimes the crowd boos you when you get on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just what we're talking about right, in general. That one time you apologize for... Yeah, when I had to give a rueful apology for committing <laughs> too hard to my character. Um, that's a good actor. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, this is going to be fun. Today we are doing Downton Abbey. I, Chris Hottamy, wrote it, even though I've never seen it. Uh, what? And usually we do that's a little... Usually we do a little thing where we give people a bit of information, like a cheat sheet. Because like, if somebody hasn't seen Frasier... And they're like, okay, I think Frasier is a show about a bunch of like people trapped in an island, and every episode is a flashback. To I them. was gonna do a lost thing with Frasier. Oh, same mind. <laughs> too sweet. <laughs> um, I was gonna yeah, jump in on that bit. Uh, if they do that, uh, that's a bad uh, Frasier parody because it's not about Frasier. It's, it's about, about Jack and Locke and Saeed and Claire, the friends, and Claire's baby. <laughs> yeah, um, friends. Yeah, they were on a break. Jack and Locke were on a break. So, usually we do a little cheat sheet, although this time, because Kyle and I never hang out all the time and didn't spend Thanksgiving together, nope. uh, we didn't do one. So, I wrote this episode entirely from what I think Downton Abbey's about. Which is purer and, and also more beautiful. what I think British culture is about. Which is not sensitive. Chris, yeah. You, Chris, you could have asked me what Downton Abbey's about. What's Downton Abbey about? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Everyone, Shane Hosey! Shane Hosey! Yeah. This Go show producer. is produced by three people. Kyle McCormick. That's me. Me, Chris Hottamy. That's him. And Shane Hosey. That's, That's me. Him. Shane Hosey is the newest addition to this team, and we've yet to update the sign. Uh, yep. Let alone fix my name spelling. There's a couple things that need updating you know on what? our sign. Cheers, Hottamy, Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Hottamy. Cheers. Uh, sometimes you want to cheers where everybody cheers or cheers. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, all right, so we just let's had to pay a thousand dollars. Start freaking Specscript and get our amazing what? cast up here. Let's freaking start this. Uh, if you got a stool, bring it with you. Oh, good oh, job! No, they, Mark Weeman helps us out the with the stools. Hey, Mark, we met a Mark man. Mark Weeman, producer Sarah. Thank you for the stools. Yeah, Mark, producer Sarah. Mark, Mark producer Sarah. Sarah. Mark, Mark producer Sarah. Sarah. Mark, producer. That sounds like Sarah right, produces Mark. Can, yeah. <laughs> all right, get on stage, cast, and cast. give the cast a big round of applause. Cast, get on stage. Cast, get on stage. All right. 
So, yeah. Um, all right, so here's what we do with the cast. Everyone in the audience, you know what these people look like, and you'll see their mouths moving so beautifully when they start talking about stuff. Uh, but our audience at home doesn't necessarily know all these people. I mean, they're all amazing Portland talents and celebs, but not, you know, sometimes people are ignorant and uh, they need to be awoken. So uh, what we do for that is every one of the person on stage says their name, the role they're playing, and uh, does a little, like, a factoid about them. Today, it's your favorite thing about merry old England. Uh, here's a, oh. Yeah, so cool. I will start uh, by saying I am Chris Hotomy. I wrote this episode of Downton Abbey titled Crawling. Uh, and uh, here, just take this one. Oh, it's fine. Here. And uh, we can edit that part out. Um, and I will be playing the character Ooh. of Chimney Cricket, the Chimney Sweep. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Shane Hosey. Uh, my favorite thing about Brit British culture... I was getting a stool. What are we doing? Uh, my favorite thing about England is the foot football. I don't know. Uh, and I'll be playing a little boy and... Uh, what's his name? Dan Stevens. I'll be playing Dan Stevens. How you guys doing? Um... I'm Simon Gibson, SAG, AFTRA, Conan, Hulu, and um, someday I'll get all those things. Uh, <coughs> uh, my favorite thing about England is uh, uh, nothing, because it's a <laughs> shitty place. And uh, no, I love the I love. Uh, 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 I love um, Braveheart. <laughs> And that was there, t right? <laughs> er, yeah, Braveheart. And um, I'm playing, just like in real life, the butler. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm uh, Nick Puente. How's it going? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, my, my favorite thing about uh, England is uh, young ones. I love young ones. And space, kind of connected there. Uh, and I will be pay playing the... Uh, Pivotal character of Downton Abbey, Pinky Blinders. That's who I'm going to be. <laughs> so that uh, should be fun. should be fun. Okay. Thanks. Hi, I'm Alexandra Jade. Uh, my favorite England factoid about myself is that I used to be way too into Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, like the, cring the cringy amount. Um, my character is the maid. Thank you. Um, I'm Laura Ann Whitley. I'll be reading uh, the role of the daughter. I don't know which one, just daughter. Um, and my favorite thing from England uh, would be the Spice Girls. I'm Lucia Fasano. Um, my favorite thing about England um, is Jeremy Corbyn. And also, anything Rowan Atkinson does. <laughs> Except for Mr. Bean. <laughs> Except for Mr. Bean? <laughs> Wait, does that mean Johnny English 2 is one of your favorite things? It's a classic in the oeuvre. <laughs> I love all the Beatles except uh, Paul and John. <laughs> Are they <laughs> Was British? That Was that in the years? No, no, I'm just upset with Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> making enemies. Who are you playing? I'm the Dowager Countess, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm Kyle McCormick. Uh, my favorite thing about 
the the UK these days uh, is probably Mitchell and Webb, the comedy duo behind Peep Show and Mitchell and Webb look. Uh, and I'll be playing Lord Downton. <laughs> All right. Um, I am Jaron George. Uh, I will be playing uh, Nigel Moneyworth. Um, I'm gonna try to hide my New York accent, okay? It's, it's gorgeous, okay? It's, it's how I walk and talk, all right? I'm gonna hide it, but... Uh, um, I do like England's Kit Kats. Uh, I eat that more than the American version. Hello, my name's Mark. I will be reading the uh, scene directions and such. And my favorite thing from England is my parents. <laughs> Mr. Bean and... Also, Mr. Bean, Bean and, and Mrs. Bean. Bean. <laughs> um, I love that you did that sentimental thing because I was going to change mine into a sentimental thing and say, uh, I am still Chris, and my favorite thing from England is Mark, the movie man. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, let's start. Spec script! Downton Abbey! Scene one. Our episode starts with a panning shot over a beautifully manicured country estate. Gorgeous, immaculate, regal, pristine. This is Downton Abbey. Welcome. The year is 1820 to 1920. (laughs) One of those. Downton Abbey is a massive building that carries the weight of countless generations of British elites. Statues of lions are everywhere, because the British love those lion statues, baby. (laughs) We enter the manor and meet the Dowager Countess. She is an elderly woman who stands upright so that people know she is the upperest of the upper class. She serves as the guardian of the Downton Abbey and protects it from the grime of the common folk. However, on some occasions, even the highest born of people must mingle with the lowest. Today is one of those occasions, as Lord Downton, the Lord of Downton Abbey, is throwing a grand ball, and the working class staff is bustling about like a family of cartoon mice. The Dowager Countess addresses said staff. Mead, where are thou? Hello, Countess. Uh, I'm down here scrubbing the floor before you walk on it. Perfect. How goes the preparation for tonight's grand ball? Twelve will be the grandest, milady. <laughs> all the guests have arrived and all the staff have worked down to the bone preparing. Well, I hope you appreciate getting the privilege of working for such a noble event. The butler enters. I'm not doing an accent. <laughs> we most certainly do, esteemed countess. My only dream is to die serving the lords of this manor. (laughs) And my only dream is cleaning up your corpse after that. Enough! Enough! We don't pay you to have fun. You pay us? Oh. (laughs) With the gift of my presence. Indeed. Uh, Speaking of money, the order for tonight's caviar served on holy relics pillaged from every corner of the world has arrived... And the delivery chap would like compensation. Compensate? Pay them whatever. Money is of no concern here in Downton Abbey. 
See to it, and maid, go gather the staff and guests. Lord Downton has an announcement to make, and he wants to proceed with it post-haste. Butler and maid exit. Cheerio. Daughter Downton enters. Greetings, Countess, who may be my mother or aunt or grandmother. Greetings, young lady Downton, who I may be related to. How may I be of service? I heard you say money is of no concern, but I heard rumors that father lost much of our fortune in a misguided American train deal. I heard he lost so much money that he has to steal our own family jewels. Young lady, your language! They're not family jewels, they're family minerals. He still has the family jewels. So it's true, we've fallen on dark times. Heavens, no. Downton Abbey has plenty of jewels and gold and gold-encrusted jewels. <laughs> One careless deal will never hurt our standing. It would require at least three careless deals. Ugh, a true relief. Now I can focus on what truly troubles my heart. Father wants me to marry Lord Nigel Moneyworth, for he is of high breeding stock and is only the product of three generations of sibling marriage, but... <laughs> Alas, that is not where my heart points. Well, silence that heart. I once had a heart that felt love, but I split it into several objects spread across merry old England. <laughs> and I haven't felt love since. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> a little poor boy enters the room and approaches the ladies. Hello, mums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a poor little orphan boy who loves trains, and I heard the Lord of the house loves trains, so I just wanted to ask. Oh, you, a poor little orphan boy. Someone get this vermin out of my abbey. Dan Stevens, a dashing British man, enters and scoops up the boy. Allow me, my lovely ladies. <laughs> he tosses the boy out of the door where he lands on his bottom and bounces into the distance. Doing that New England. Apologies for that disturbance. Enchanted. He kisses the hand of daughter and bows to the countess. And who are you? Oh, pardon me. I am your guest, Dan Stevens. I am... Oh, I've heard of your family. Your new money, only a 400-year history, and only a few cousins married, if I'm correct. Talk to me when you've had some real incest. Sadly, <laughs> I'm an only child. <laughs> well, I must be off to prepare for Lord Downton's grand announcement. See to our guest, Lady Downton. Countess exits. Dan Stevens quickly turns to daughter. My love! My one and only love. Finally, a moment alone. My dear love, Dan Stevens. I love you more than I could ever love one person. I love you as if you were a whole legion of Dan Stevenses. But we must be silent about our affair. You are lower born than I, and if Pop Pop Downton finds out, we'll be doomed. I understand, my dear. I must leave. Wait. I'll be right behind you. If I could, and I would, I would go wherever you would go. <laughs> Way up high, or down low, I'd go wherever you would go. Run away with my heart. Run away with my love. The maid enters. Is everything okay here? Oh, um, 
mostly totally, totally going all great here. Nothing wild. I'm just going to bounce around because everything's normal and I'm a normal lady. So hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Daughter leaves so smoothly. Maid and Dan Stevens wait a moment. My love. My great old love. Finally she left so we can have a moment alone. <laughs> yes, my love, but we must be quiet and brief. If they see me interacting with a lowborn maid like you, my family would be tarnished for a generation. I wish we lived in a better world where no one would judge our love. My love, if I could fall into the sky, <laughs> do you think time would pass me by? Because, baby, you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you. Tonight. <laughs> um, you will see me tonight. You're a guest at the party, and I'm working the party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, we should go see Lord Downton's grand announcement. Oh, fiddlesticks. Let's roll. Maid and Dan Stevens run outside. Scene two. Outside the manor, a crowd of guests and staff have gathered around a grand podium. The crowd includes the Dowager Countess... Daughter Downton, the butler, Lord Nigel Moneyworth, Chimney Crickets, the Chimney Sweep, Peaky Blinder, and Lil Boy. The crowd murmurs and then silences as a proud-looking rich man with a fancy lad coat walks up to the podium. This is Lord Downton. Greetings and salutations, honored guests and dishonorable staff. Thank you for coming to my grand announcement before tonight's grand ball. It is I, Lord Downton. Hello, Lord Downton! Thank you. We are indeed here for tonight's grand ball, where I will make another grand announcement. But first, I must be honest, the rumors you have heard are all true. Hello, it's me, Lord Nigel Moneyworth. What rumor do you speak of? The rumor that you're having an affair? No, never. The rumor that you're selling downtown Abbey? God, no, and that's not what it's called. <laughs> We're uptown, if anything. <laughs> hello, hello, it's me, chimney, the chimney sweep. Chimney crickets, the chimney sweep. Uh, are you now talking about that right rumor that we share a common ancestor with the great apes as posited by that right bloke, uh, Charlie Darwin? <laughs> of course a common fool would think that. <laughs> Everyone mocks <laughs> Chimney Cricket. Look at this wretch. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Is it about trains? Oh, I love trains. Is that, oh! Is that the voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the voice, but who let this walking reminder of class inequality into my manner? Out with him! The butler puts the little boy on a horse. Slaps that horse on its sweet horse butt, mm. and it gallops away into the sunset, taking the poor little orphan boy with it. Um, Pop Pop, are you talking about the rumor that you lost the family jewels in a bad deal with an American train company? Sadly, that is true. E everyone gasps and expresses some form of shock. Improvise, baby. <laughs> well, I can't believe this, hell. Yes, I invested in a novel idea. A train inside a city. I know it sounds impossible, but there's a city called 
Gotham that has a large enough populace that it requires the ludicrous aid of public transit. <laughs> Unfortunately, the city has a wee bit of a crime problem and the train was destroyed by some villainous clowns. <laughs> it's not funny. But I'll tell you what, we should not be afraid of the clown prince of crime. No. No. The clowns we should fear are the clowns in Parliament. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. The crowd erupts in rapturous applause. He's making us laugh. Yes. yes. He's making us laugh. I am all things rough. to all people. Everyone remarks about how this is a really good and timely <laughs> joke. Because it is a really good and timely joke. Well, I say that's a great joke. And the writer of that joke is a, is a right bloke I'd like to hang out with. Who could blame him? But fear not. Would I be throwing a grand ball to later tonight if we were in dire financial straits? Of course not. And besides, one bad deal is not going to sink this grand manor known as Downton Abbey. No, it would take three bad deals. And that would be a preposterous series of events. So. The crowd affirms and validates this sentiment. Yes. <laughs> so then, until tonight, have fun and mingle. Enjoy life, for tonight we celebrate. The crowd applauds and cheers. Yes, good show. Lord Downton hurries off the stage while the guests and staff mingle. Dan Stevens, did you hear that? We have lost a fraction of our revoltingly huge fortune. Never fear, my dear. Just remember my love. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep because I'd miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> oh. Okay, that was nice. I don't really see how it applies. My truest love, you are my fire, my one desire. Believe when I say that I want it that way. What way? Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. <laughs> Nigel walks up to daughter and breaks up the loop of confusion Dan Stevens started. Ah, my Beth Roth, Roth, Roth. How fair is it? TBH, I'm a little stressed. Um, I don't think my father is being entirely honest with us. A few days ago, I saw that he sold one of our lion statues. And you know how much us British folks love lions. Don't worry, your precious little mind. I am sure your father won't never lie to you. Speaking of that, I must go and speak with him. Cheerio and toodaloo. Nigel approaches Lord Downton. Salutations, my great mate. Lord Downton, how doth you do? Oh, I'm as cheery as a biscuit with Earl Grey. But I'll be even more elated when you give me the good news about my other train deal. You know, that train in the east. Well, about that. Because if that one fails... The thing is... I'll be a real sorry, limey bastard in need of a licked spanking. It failed! <laughs> what? I am so sorry, my lord, but you see, right after they said train, I believe it was called Orient Express, left the station, there was, how do I break the news, a murder! A, m a murder? A murder! Oh, shiver, my poor timbers. What does that mean? The whole train has been shut down. The sum total of your investment has been lost. Oh, my lord. That is not good news, but at least this is only the second train deal that flopped. How goes the other American one? 
What other American one? You know, that train that circumnavigates the world with its magical perpetual motion engine? Oh, oh, about that. Oh, heavens. Once it started, it was unable to start. Now it had been circling the world forever and had been developed its own culture. When the tail enders serve as low-class labor, people <laughs> eat babies. Wait. How does it travel the world forever? How are they even capable of producing enough babies to eat? Sir, it's more of a metaphor than a late-stage global capitalism. <laughs> you see, they had this American guy who led a revolution on the train. He's sort of an American captain. Oh, like a Captain America. Yes, Captain America. He's really amazing performance in it, actually. In the train? Yes, in the train. Snowpiercer. <laughs> Captain America has a really amazing performance in Snowpiercer. Lord Downton and Nigel talk for several more hours about how great this Snowpiercer is. It's a fine is. train. Oh, quite well. The yes. author of this episode questions derailing everything for a joke about a movie no one saw. But it is a really good movie. I don't think Mark, the narrator, likes it, but Poe Buddy's Nerfect. <laughs> also, this is the right time to derail stuff. Am I right, babies? <laughs> Scene three. In the lavish and crowded kitchen of Downton Abbey, the maid and butler talk. Do you think we'll be okay? If Lord Downton loses all his money, we won't be able to serve him anymore. And if we can't serve him... We would have to end our torrid affair. I'm doing an accent now. <laughs> My fragile heart couldn't handle it. I'm, I'm just a butler. I don't know how to live if I'm not pampering the entitled asses of the elites of England. It's okay. I have a plan. You know how I'm also having an affair with Lord Dan Stevens? What? That beast? Yeah, you didn't know? No! I thought you were having an affair with Chimney Crickets the Chimney Sweep. No, you're having an affair with Chimney Chicknets. <laughs> the Chimney Sweep. Oh, yeah! I forgot about that. Chimney passes through the room. How dare you! Anyway, if I can... <laughs> anyway... If I can convince Lord Dan Stevens to marry me, we can hire you as our butler and you can pamper his entitled ass. Oh, heavens. You know just how to crumble my crumpets now, don't you, my lady? <laughs> <laughs> Teehee. We'll, cher we'll cherry out. I've got to go do some maid stuff. And I gotta go talk to Chimney Crickets, the chimney sweep. He seemed a little hurt. Yeah. He deserves respect, and even though it's hush-hush, you gotta treat your romantic partners with care. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Butler runs out of the room looking for Chimney Cricket, the chimney sweep. Hey, Chimney! Chimney! We gotta talk about Downton Abbey stuff! Scene four. As the party approaches, Lord Downton hangs out in the foyer. He appears increasingly stressed, although every time someone sees him, he tries to be casual AF. <laughs> chimney Crickets the Chimney Sweep walks past him. Well, as the Americans say, howdy, my esteemed partner. How fares life among the brick and ash? 
Ah, whatever. Love is a lie. Rottener than a... My chimney sweep co-workers who get stuck in a chimney and then die in said chimney and then are forgotten for several months. Mm. You seem to have a lot going on. I'm going to let you have some alone time. Ah, well, bollocks. Chimney crickets, the chimney sweep leaves, and the dowager countess enters. Greetings, Lord Downton. You seem truly vexed. Oh, no, I'm not vexed in the least. I'm a casual cat meow. And this event will be positively perfect. You're positively transparent. Did you lose even more of our money on some harebrained train schemes? Those train schemes are from the best of brains. My brains. I got a good brain and like a good train. So there were some more failed train schemes. Just you wait. I got even more train schemes chugging along. The only problem will be how I choo choo choose which train is my favorite. You, you know the only thing I hate more than trains are train puns. And you know the only thing I hate more than ginger ale is when my best friend doesn't believe in me. Lord Doughton, I, I didn't mean... I don't even care. I'm going to go talk to my other business friend. And next time you see me, you'll be sorry for ever doubting the power of my choo-choo trains. Lord Downton runs <laughs> from the foyer to an outside patio. There he meets Peaky Blinder. Well, good day, Governor. Fancy seeing you here. I'm a fancy boy! And no one can tell me otherwise! Oi, oi, oi. You all right? I'm, I'm better than you, you... Well, I am a criminal, so I guess you are better. Glad we're on the same page. Now, let's get down to business. How are my special investments? Aye, that. Oh, got some bad news, Governor. Oh, scrambled eggs. What happened? So we invested in that magic train to take them little kids to the boarding school. Mm-hmm. But turns out we are both. I believe the words they caused was muggles. Oh. They paid us an hours, they did. And our market is very saturated. <sighs> Damn it. What about those other magical trains? Oh, much worse. Oh. <laughs> so I thought we discovered the island of uh, sentient, uh, sentient locomotives. We can enslave them and exploit their resources. Great Britain style, right? Right. <laughs> but turns out the locals don't really like that we did that. They formed a resistance under their leader, Commander Thomas. <sighs> <sighs> they went to a massacre at all the mercenaries. They never them some of them sentient trains, you know? Oh, I don't have any idea what you just said, but this sounds bad. Hey, what about the other train? I refuse. But it's a sure thing. If we invested in that train, we get right rich off that Christmas gold. I said no. I will not work with the Polar Express or any Christmas thing. Not since those three ghosts tried to turn me into a filthy communist. <laughs> I... Tree, I thought it was four ghosts. One was more of a phantom. Well... <laughs> Well, then, I guess we're done here. I guess we'll show up at the party to collect what she owes me. But, but I have no money. Aye, but I'm a criminal. It's not like I want to break your legs. But, you know, rules is rules. Have you, haven't you never read the Magna Carta? Mm. <laughs> Peaky Blinder leaves. Lord Downton slumps to the ground. All is lost. Scene five. The party is upon our guests and staff. The guests are dressed to the nines. No, they're dressed to the 69s. The staff all has cute little outfits with minimalist schemes. One day, a bunch of backup dancers will wear them in a music video, and it will make the whole production even better. The guests are waltzing, and the staff is serving when the Dowager Countess taps on a glass to make a speech. Here, 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 here
<laughs> I am not one for sentimentality. Gryffindor. Anyway. I prefer rigid structures and the rules of upper-class decorum, but those rules require a speech, so I'm in a bit of a paradox. I guess what I want to say is that it is true you are all here, and here is a party of Downton Abbey, and that we are not at Downtown Abbey. That's next door. A little A downhill. bunch of nameless guests gasp <coughs> and hurry off to Downtown Abbey. Oh, looks like we're supposed to be there. Oh, I gotta go. No, you work here. Oh, yeah! Are you okay? Yeah! I just did a b- bunch of this opium. You guys ever heard of this stuff? That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Real trendy right now. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Anyway, now that my toast is at its culmination, we will touch our glasses together and act pleasantly. I'll return to whatever it is that I'm supposed to do. Lord Downton will make his big announcement soon and is definitely not having a total meltdown. Cheers. Everyone cheers and congratulates the Countess on a real good toast. The guests and staff then proceed to mingle. Butler finds Chimney Cricket the chimney sweep. My dear... I am so sorry about earlier today. I remember you. You're Chimney Cricket, the chimney sweep, and you're the love of my life. (laughs) Ah, it's okay. I know you love me almost as much as you love that sweet opium. Indeedly do. Well, anyway, I'm okay with keeping this hush, hush, hush up uh, the castle laws of England, or the cast laws, which apply to the castle laws. Anyway, <laughs> if the crown found out a butler was lowering himself to love a chimney sleep, we'd best be sent to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, crikey. Sydney. More like Sid not. <laughs> ah, am I right, you ding-dongs? <laughs> Melbourne, more like Mel Snorn, and Perth, more like Piss. <laughs> hey, 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 oh. That was uh, ad <laughs> That's not what it says on my script. And I know there's a reason I let you sweep my chimney. Huh? <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, of course, because if I don't, the build-up will eventually catch fire and you will die. That's why chimney sweeps are really important this time around as well, you know? <laughs> Across the party, Dan Stevens talks to daughter. As I was saying, say it ain't so, I will not go. Turn the lights off, carry me home. Keep your head still, I'll be your thrill. The night will go on, my little windmill. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite, but I have lost the thread on everything you're saying. As have we all, as have we all. The Dowager Countess approaches. I'm very slow. Hold on. (laughs) Get out of here, you beast. Leave my beauty alone. Way to be rude to me, the guest, but fine. Dan Stevens immediately walks over to Maid and flirts some more. (laughs) Young Lady Downton, I know you love that man, but I implore you to not. What do you know about love? Do you even understand life? Have I ever told you why I gave up on love? 
When I was a young lady, younger than even you, I traveled to a faraway land where I fell in love with a beautiful fawn named Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> I never learned his first name. It was probably something like Alan or Greg. Greg Tumnus. <laughs> anyway, our love was unlike anything in history. Really hot. He never wore a shirt. Cold nipples. <laughs> <laughs> but due to a little temporal dissonance. Oh, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, due to this temporal dissonance, time at his home moved much faster. I came back to our world to use the loo, and after a standard 80 minutes, I returned only to find thousands of years had passed, and he had, he had become a total uggo. <laughs> Just the, the soggiest nipples. <laughs> I was devastated, but tried to move on. Zero points to me. <laughs> However, a, a few years later, I got killed in a train accident. <laughs> and I was denied entrance into metaphor heaven. Because I was wearing the wrong shade of lipstick. Anyway, that's why I hate trains and don't approve of your father's train schemes. That clear? Crystal, speaking of that, where is Lord Downton? Lord Downton? Last time I saw the governor, he was weeping in a pile of his own shame, he was. (laughs) (laughs) We have to find him for his big announcement. I saw him near one of those lion statues that us British folks love so much. Why is that? Lions aren't even endemic to merry old England. Oh, well, I think we just started stealing from Egypt and India and Persia, and eventually it just became kind of the ascetic, you know? <laughs> That's why I love you. Shh, don't spill the beans. <laughs> All right, Lady Downton, or and Dowager Countess, follow me, old chimney cricket the chimney sweep to Lord Downton. The three hurry off to save the party. They leave the ballroom and traverse the massive manor to Lord Downton, who is sitting next to his favorite lion statue. Oh, Lionel Richie, my favorite son. <laughs> I've really messed up big. What am I going to do? Oh, you're going to survive. That's what, sir. Oh, it's Jiminy Cricket the Chimney Sweep. What are you doing here? We're here to save the party. Oh. And to save Downton Abbey. Yeah. Maybe you lost all our money. Maybe a criminal is going to break your legs. But break a leg is a good thing, says the common folk. And there's people in the theater. (laughs) And to be honest, I wish I could dream like you. And Papa, don't worry. I'll marry Lord Nigel Moneyworth and give all his money to you. He just told me one of his favorite hobbies is drinking mercury, so I'll be a widow like any day now. (laughs) Uh, You see, sire, the wealthy in this country have such entrenched power that you'll never see uh, or experience any real consequences. I'm the one who will suffer. That's true. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all for believing in me. Let's go back to that party. I'll tell a guest the truth, and if that ruins the night, so be it. Scene six. The party is still bustling as all our characters return. When Lord Downton enters, the crowd hushes. He approaches the podium to deliver a speech. Greetings all, friends, family, staff, and whatever the Dowager Countess is to me. 
I called you to this party to tell you the greatest of news, but in a totally unpredictable twist, who could have seen it coming, I may have to tell you some bad news. (gasps) Yes? Yes. The crowd clearly gasped, shocked at bad news. A look of panic affixes itself to Dan Stevens' face. With a barely a moment's thought, he grabs daughter Downton's hand and drops to one knee. I'm terribly sorry to cause a scene, but my love, Lady Downton, all this talk of bad news made me realize what's important. Our love. And my accent's slowly draining out of my pants. Because after, after all our nights together, I realized I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel... Now wait uh, just a minute here. Lady Downton, how are you having an affair with this madman? Now how could you? The crowd gasps. What? Blimey. No, you wait just a minute. What do you think you're doing, Dan Stevens? We're supposed to get married. You're having an affair with the maid? No, I'm having an affair with the maid. What? You're sleeping with the maid too? What about me? Wait, what's all this in? What about us? Get off your high horse, Peaky Blinder. Unless you want (laughs) me to mention our affair. You wouldn't let this be public because you don't want us, with all your cool crime buddies, to know you love a nerdy, hyper-wealthy lord. So you're having an affair on me too? What is going on? The crowd erupts into shouts as each member of party shouts about the betrayal and violations of class status inherent in all these interclass relationships. Oh, this is ridiculous! This is my party! Oh, I'm a chimney sweep! you have with a lord! family! Still a good show! Enough! It's all your fault, Dan Stevens! Downton Abbey had a good thing going and all of a sudden you got an ego and broke up the whole rhythm. What do you have to say for yourself? The crowd all says stuff like, yeah, and yeah, you're a real butt. Yeah, Yeah, you're a real butt. You're a real butt. I hope you die in a car accident. You are for sure a butt. I'm sorry. There's just so much going on and yet nothing's really happening. You see, there's something inside me that pulls beneath the surface. The crowd calms for a reason we can never know, but that we all understand. Consuming. Confusing. This lack of self-control, I fear, is never ending. Controlling. I can't seem... To find myself again. My walls are closing in. Without a sense of confidence. I'm convinced that there's just too much pressure to take. I felt this way before, so insecure! Crawling in my skin, these wounds, they will not heal. Fear is how I fall, confusing what is real. After the song, the ballroom stays quiet for a moment. The crowd is confused, yet tranquil. What, what, what just happened? Something divine, something pure, and something we will never talk about again. I don't know what I was thinking, young lady downtown. I'm sorry I proposed to you so rashly. I'm also sorry that I kept my affair from you. 
well, it looks like we're all just having affairs, so let's live and let live. <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is very incestuous. And we do love incest, so this is actually pretty great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as long as we're honest with each other regarding our emotional and mental needs, things will turn out fine and dandy. Oh, don't forget them financial needs too, love. Oh, oh, oh that's me. A ring comes from the other room and the butler leaves. Pay no attention to this. No one in the episode does. <laughs> Excuse me, but while I seem to be one of two people not having an affair, I have been lying to you all. So now I must confess a confession that could destroy Downton Abbey forever. You see... Stop! Butler bursts back into the ballroom with a telegram in hand. Wait! I have a telegram from your cousin out in the Old West. He has an answer to all of your financial woes. Well, stop gabbing about it and read the damn thing. All righty, then here goes. Marvin Downton, stop. You know that new train you're looking for? Stop. Well, listen to this. Stop. We got an old doctor here named Doc Brown, and he just invented a train that can travel through time. Stop. He's looking for investors, but can't find any because all we have out in the Old West are cold cans of beans. Stop. Cheerio. Stop. Well, well, well that's it then. We're saved. Everyone cheers. Everyone starts dancing, but are stopped by the little orphan boy from earlier. Oh, come on. Can't this just end? <coughs> well, I'm sorry to disrupt, but I'm just a little orphan boy who loves trades with all his heart. And I was hoping I could hang out with all of you and share our love of trains. Because... Chimney Cricket the Chimney Sweep grabs a broom and sweeps the little boy out the door with barely any <laughs> effort. Oh, it looks like this broom ain't just for chimneys, ain't it? Worthless! Everyone laughs and commences to dance into the night Downton Abbey has been saved. But the little boy lurks outside. The camera slowly zooms in on his face. Oh, I just wanted to hang out and talk about trains. But those train folks, real bad eggs. So now I ate trains and I vowed a day. And one day, I will destroy all trains, no matter what the cost is to urban planning, the global workforce, and the environment. And if I can't do this, then my name isn't Henry Ford. 
Lightning cracks and the screen cuts to black. The end. This, this has, has been, been Spectrum! Downton Abbey! Abby. Written by me! Written by <laughs> birthday <laughs> boy, boy Chris Hottamy! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's in five days! We know! Okay. Happy birthday to uh, yes, that has been Spec Script. Uh, give it up for everyone you saw today. You saw Shane Hosey. You saw Simon Gibson. Uh, Nick Puente. Alexandra Jade. Laura Ann Whitley. Lucia Fasano. Jaren George. Mark the Movie Man. Kyle McCormick. And... The Kid, Chris Adamy. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, yeah, we are a podcast on the River City Podcast Federation. It's a podcast network. There are a lot of great shows on it. Kyle and my other show, uh, Reboot Reuse Cycle, third best in Portland. Shane Hosey's uh, much better even show, The Hosey Hustle. He has a shirt of it. Uh, let, we were all so lucky. Yeah, good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so check out all those shows. Check out this podcast episode will be released in like four years. Uh, follow us at Specscript Show on uh, Twitter, and we're gonna and like us on Facebook. Review us on iTunes. We're gonna have an Instagram eventually. Uh, and I think that's it. Give a big round of applause to this amazing cast. Thank you, Brian in the sound booth, Shannon Hunt running doors, Brett Baker who filmed the pre-show. And is that yes. a camera for this show? Damn. Oh, and that has been Specscript, the podcast. Yep, yep. Thank you for listening to SpecScript. Come to our next live episode at Kelly's Olympian, February 11th. It's our one-year anniversary show, and Lucia Fasano writes Star Trek, The Next Generation, to infinity and beyond. Oh, hey there, Johnny. What can I do for you? I've been going through my notes for D-Comedy, and I'm confused. Is, is this a historically accurate podcast? I don't know, Benadil. You tell me. There are parts of it that are historically accurate, and parts of it that are just hysterically inaccurate. Is it meant to be a funny story? A comedy? Sophie? I suppose you could consider there's a sort of lowbrow, peasanty humor to it. At least tell me where we're going with this, Eminem. Nobody knows. But Johnny, here's the, here's the kicker. Do we have fun? Yeah, we do. <laughs> the D-Comedy Podcast. A 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons homebrew campaign. Of the River City Podcast Federation. We update every other Saturday. If you like us, maybe you can even join us for a session. Welcome to the party. It's the River City Podcast Federation.